Okay, today's daf is daf lamed dalad, and we sort of finished in the middle of the topic. So let's take a few lines back and go over it again. It says Tani Rebbe Chalaf to Ben Shals. Shals says Tachshitin Asul LeSholchan. You're allowed to send Tachshitin on Shabbat on Yom Tov. Sorry. So I'm Rav Mina. Rav Mina says Lo Amru El LeSholchan El Lav Shamutar. It seems to be it's an odd problem to it's a problem to send, but not necessarily to wear them. Now we explained yesterday when Penimoshan Kormaneda means wear them on Yom Tov, and according to Reb Chaim meant wear them at home. So Tani Mat, or it could be the same thing. Not necessarily. Exclusives. And now we said, um, and what was the proof of that? The proof of that is if, because if you weren't allowed to wear them, then it'd be muktza and you wouldn't need to tell us asul shalchan. Okay? Because obviously, so Tani Matatlin, then we brought this Akasha, Matatlin, we saw this list of items that we discussed yesterday that they themselves are muktza. Um, but nonetheless, they are. If you've got, if there's a tzorch gufa for them, you can move them. So it doesn't just because something's muktzah doesn't mean it implies a sula sholchan because you might be able to have some sort of personal use, and therefore you can't draw a conclusion. So in other words, don't don't draw a conclusion from the fact that it's a sula sholchan. Therefore, it must be it's more time to have it at home. That's what it sort of got up to. So Amar Marken This mission seems to imply this. That it's what that asul aloshan is even asul to wear them. These tachshitin. That anything that you can get hanaf from on yomtov, you can send them. Okay. Im almer at mutar aloshan. Therefore, if it's mutar to wear these things, it should be mutar lashalcha. And it says min hada datani metatlin etashofar lashkotet tinok betakakash betamer lechasal bematakelim. Now, if you want to bring a kash from this other case where you see there are certain things you're allowed to metaltel, oh, no, sorry, that they're muktza, be allowed to metaltel sorach gufo. So therefore, these tachshitim as well, maybe because they're sorach gufo. Therefore, now I've got my head to metaltel them. Therefore, I should be muktal l'shalcham. Okay, let's sort of play the proof the other way around. So it says, no, that's different because those Yeshlem Torah Torah Kli, meaning there's a difference between what's called Muqsa Machma Isur and Muqsa Machma Kufo. Something that's Muqsa Machma Isur, it has a Torah Kli because its prime use is for something that is Asur. If there's a Torah Kufo like a hammer to crack nuts, then it's Muqsa to use. However, these Tachshitim, since they're Asur to wear, that doesn't make it machmat isur. It's actually what's called mukta machmat gufo. They have no pop, the chachamim say not allowed to wear them at all, and therefore they're completely mukta. So even machmat gufo, you won't be able to move them. Okay, so therefore you can't say oh, so you can't compare the things of mukta. Therefore, if it's asur at home, that's why it's asur to take out. Now, what we said yesterday at the end of the shir, there was a discussion we had Menachem that was well, once again, isn't this exera on exera? And actually, Rav Chaim says it quite clearly. That that um it's one big that she can't wear them either at home or to send them. It's kulachad here if you like. Okay. Um and therefore it wasn't gzera like gzera. In other words, I can't there's the, the assumption that Menachem had yesterday was, oh, why can't I send them? Because I'm not allowed to wear them. Why can't I wear them? Because she might take it off to show her friend when she's walking Dalamat Urshasarabim. Okay, isn't that exera? Can I exera? No, it's kulachad exera. To wear or send, it's all the same thing. Out of concern that they might be taken off and carried in Shusarabim on Shabbos. Okay, sending them, we're talking about Yontov. Okay, so just not to confuse that. Let's continue. Okay, that closed off what we said yesterday. Adkunun tachshitim shel zahab. That makes sense. We're talking about golden tachshitim. Because again, these 
these pieces of jewelry, they're quite special, that might show them to somebody. Does it imply even Tashim Shel Kesef? Does it imply also to silver Tashitim as well? Is there a concern on Shabbos that she might take it off and show a friend, therefore you can't wear them as well? So Amri B'Shem Rebbe Yirimit said, and Amri B'Shem Yirimit Asur, the Amri B'Shem Rebbe Yirimit Mutar. We have contradictory accounts of what Rebbe Yirimit said. On one hand, it said he said it's Asur. On the other hand, it says it's Mutar. So Amri B'Chizka Anayada Reish of Asafer. I know exactly the Reish of Asafer, meaning I understand why there's a confusion about what he said. Why? Because that what happened there with these small young girls that were seen to be walking around the chatzar with these um this silver jewelry. Uh just get to it says like That's where Reb Chaim explains it. He asked Reb Zira, Amar In other words, don't prohibit it, but don't permit it either. And therefore, because it was uh, almost like left without a psak, that's why there was a confusion in, in terms of how Rebbe Yirimiya's attitude towards wearing these takshitim shalkesa. He didn't say it's asu, so therefore it's mutar. Or he didn't say it's mutar, therefore it's asu. Right? So there, that's why there was a bit of confusion exactly what he said. Okay, let's continue. Inru imbamara b'shabbat. You're not allowed to look into look at a mirror on Shabbos. Ima, however, the, there's a discussion. If it was fixed to the wall... Then you got a machloka red mirror. Says it's matir chachem masurim. Now the question is, why would it be asur? Why can't you look in a mirror on Shabbat? So Rabbi Acha b'shem Rav Bar says, "Time b'dahadin to asur." Those that say it's asur because pa'ami ming, no matter where it's fixed, fixed pa'ami shayarot she he ro'ah nima echad levana. Because if she's looking at herself in the mirror on Shabbos, she might see a white hair, and then v'toshan she'll pick it out on Shabbos, and that's a malachah on Shabbos. Okay, because your uh, you know plucking hairs and pulling hairs on Shabbos is a, is 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 um is a malach on Shabbos. Okay, um tolish. Okay, so but, but now we say va'ish when it comes to a male. And this is what you were explaining on this sent in the WhatsApp group. I feel bechol be asul. Why she ain't no derech kavod? What does it mean derech kavod? Reb Chaim says she na'ek derech nashim. It's not the way of a man to start like looking in the mirror and decorating himself like a woman. And he says v'ka'avar mishum lo lo um ilbash. Because it goes against the prohibition of Lot um, you know, basically Begadisha. Okay. Um, however, what's very interesting is there's grounds to matter, as we'll see as follows. There are three things that allowed the, the household of Rebbe to do. One is Shuro in Bamare, they were able to look in the mirror. Meaning they'd have a haircut where the front was short and the hair, the back of the hair was long. It sounds like going to Rebbe They also teach Greek to their children. Why? Why were those three things necessary for Rebbe? And they were more taught to do so. Because they were frequenting in the you know corridors of power. They were by the leaders. They had to be presentable in such presentable to them, and that was required of them. They had to converse in Yivanit. They had to. You know, dress appropriately and have to have a sharp appearance. That's why they were allowed to look in the mare. Okay, equivalent of malchut. So Rabbi Lau B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan says, "Muta Adam lelamedit bito Yevanit." A person is allowed to teach their daughter Yevanit. Now the question is, why mitnechu tachshitla? Tachshitla means it seems to be um, beautiful for her. It's a decorative for her to be, you know, educating this way to speak Yevanit. Um, what's interesting here, I'll read you the Pnei Moshe. It says, that's Lashevach Litiferet. It seems beautiful for her to be able to be educated in the way to speak Yavanit. And he says, Right? Because of the, the dangers of being close to powerful positions. 
being Moser, being given over to Malchut, things like that. We'll see later on in Mesech the Sota and Mitzashem. Because you can converse in such close, uh, in such, in, in other words, so you'll therefore be able to be in the Chatzar HaMelech. You might be given over to the, I think Yimsor here, it's not that it will be a Moser, but Yimsor, that it will be actually uh, taken in and, and given positions there, and that can be quite detrimental um, to, to such a person. However, it seems to be that for an Isha that wasn't really a concern, so therefore Xerah didn't apply to Isha. Now, this has not got to do with the Xerah of Chochmah, I think, I think that you just, that, uh, that's, I'm sure you're familiar with and the other Mishnahs. The incident happened with the Korbanot and things like that, but um, this way, that's the way Pene Moshe explains it here. He says that that really was only a concern for males, not for females, therefore there's no problem. Okay? Now, Shama Shimon ben Baraba. Shimon Baba had this farm, Megid Rabbi Aval, Bail Malfa, Binte, Yevanit, Havatala, Rabbi Yochanan. If you remember here, Rabbi Aval said this in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Shimon Baba says it's impossible Rabbi Yochanan said this. It's this Rabbi Aval wanted to educate his daughter in Yevanit. So he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan to make it more uh, believable. Okay? To make it keep him more authority. So what happened? Shama Rabbi Aval. Rabbi Aval heard this. He says, no. Omar Yavu Alai, Vamar, and he said, he says, I'm not just doing this for, um, you know, influential, like to, to, to be convincing. He says, is almost cursing himself if I didn't hear it from the words of Yochanan himself. I'm not, I'm being, what I'm telling you is Yashar here. I'm telling you the truth. Let's continue. Now, Istama is, again, if Enyotza, it must be that it's not annoy whatever this piece of, this um, garment, you'll see in a moment that it is. Um, and therefore, if it's not a beget, it's not a noy, therefore, it must be some sort of, um, it must be a masoi. So what is this istama? So the Korban and the Moshe explain it, that it's a mitznefet ketana, a small little um, uh, piece of like fabric, if you like. After, I'm reading the Korban after she covers her hair and bunches up all her hair, there are small little hairs, there are certain little hairs that come out, after they come out from the ties. And she gets this mitznefet ketana, then that's nikra istama. This little sort of headscarf type of thing, very small one, okay, to catch these small little hairs. That's what it sounds like. However, what's interesting is Rav Chaim, and being an Australian, you might appreciate why I like this parish. It says, Matlit shot limbo at a chotin. matlit again, that they hang little hair, little strings down, shelt sivonim that were colorful. For tulino tola color, they place it on a color's head. La friach mimenos buzim. So these things would hang down and they would uh, shoo away the flies. I sort of envisioned like those sort of, sort of cork hats like the Australians have. Obviously, it'd be much more beautiful than that. But it's like there are the things that hang down and shoe where the flies. Um, anyway, the point is, you cannot yotze. It's not considered a beged. It's not considered a noit, nothing. So therefore, it's a masoi. So short name will be istama. There are three things said about this istama. It says, firstly, it's a kilain because it's not even considered a beged. In other words, if you see a mark on this, this green or red mark on this bag, you don't have to take it to a coin because it's not a beggar. So it's, again, negaim that can affect clothing. doesn't apply to it. Then you're of Shabbos and you can't wear that out on Shabbat. So Rabbi Shumon Baralaza Omer, Af Mishum Atar Kalot. What's that mean? Meaning the time that after the base of Mitzvah was destroyed, they made Xera against Kalot wearing this crown, Mishum Tsar, Tsar of the Churban. In other words, the base of Mitzvah is destroyed. They can't go out and they feel beauty. We have to take something away. So this thing, this istama is not considered, is not covered by the xera. It's not like, the, not considered like one of the decorative crowns. Okay, let's continue. Now this is Zahav. This is like, uh, like Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. 
which is the as, as it's explained, which which we explain as being this sort of band that had the shape of Rishalayim on it as a jewelry piece. So Rabbi Rabbanan the Kisrin Amrin is Prosh Tok Taklin. Kuntrab this is just another piece of jewelry that was referred to by that name. He's not sure what it is, but that they knew what it was. Um, the the Purimanita goes into a, a different explanation. Um, but uh, again, we'll just leave that for now. If you recall, when Rabbi Akiva was poor with his wife, uh, he promised her he'd make this Yerusha Zahav. So eventually he ended up making, constructing that for her. The wife of Rabban Gamliel saw it, and the, the Kinyatba, and she got a bit jealous of it. She thought of that that's beautiful, I'd like one too. She went to her husband and says, oh, look, the wife of Rabbi Akiva's got a, this Yerusha Zahav. Maybe, you know, Anniversary is coming up. <laughs> Maybe I could have one too. So it says, Amar Amale Hachin Havid Avda in others. If you do to me, Kamada Havid Avdale, what she did to him, that they were so poor, and she sold the Kliata Duresha, the different explanation of what this is, according to Korbaneda, that it was the headscarf from her head, or according to the Pnei Moshe, Kliya is normally a plaiting, that she sold some of her own hair. For a peyanochrit, the yaivle and gave it to him, the havilaibaraita, so that he could go ahead and learn Torah. In other words, look at the mysterious nefesh. If you if you have the same mysterious nefesh as her mysterious nefesh, then you would have got irush as a hub. I mean, she, she almost gave her everything she had for her husband to learn Torah. That, you know, so as the years went on, after the many years after his learning came back, and then they the fortunes turned around, and she, he ended up in her, he got all that wealth. Then that's uh, that's why that's why he gave the irush as a hub. But uh sounds like Ramagamil didn't think his wife was um had uh, did was, was the same. Let's put it that way. Let's get to you. Tamantanina. We learned that in the Mishnah. Shnai Mishum Eliezer. The two things that said in Eliezer. One is Yotse Ishab Yirshazahab. One is she can go at this Yirshazahab. And secondly, Mafrecha Yonim Sulemianedot. So Mafrechionim, these are people that are different explanation of Mafrechionim, but effectively one the simple understanding is that they're actually gamblers of some sort. Okay, one understand. Oh, actually, no, that's only one understanding. One understanding is like mesachek bekubia that they would gamble on these doves. Another understanding is is mafrichayonim. If I remember, I wonder if he says it here. I didn't even check it because it's not really related to what we're talking about. Um, it's a way of basically stealing other people's yonim. I think it is. But we'll, you know, it's not, it's not important for now. Okay. Anyway, but however, what we see anyway is we've got three opinions. Our mission says you can't go out and a zahav. And if you do, you're not chay b'chatan. Xera, because you might take it off. you got Rebelazah, Eliezer, that comes along and says, it's absolutely mutar. And now, opinion number three is, Tana Rebbe Mer, it's actually mechayev. It's considered a masoy. It's, it's like you're carrying a Shabbos, if you're wearing the Shabbos. So you've got three opinions. Mutar, Asur Madarana, and Chayev Deraisa. So, Ben Rebbe Meir, Lerabana, Nicha. I can understand that there can be Machlok, Ben Rebbe Meir, Lerabana, whether it's Isur Deraisa, Lerabana. I can even understand, because the Rebbe is mechayev and mechachamim p'turim. I can even understand that can maybe maybe machlok between Rebbeleiz and Rabbanan Nicha as well. The Rebbeleiz is matir v'chachamim asurim. The Rebbeleiz matir it says complete mutar v'chachamim so we make gzeira. However, being Rebbe Meir, Rebbeleiz are kasha. How can it be such a machlok? It's two with two opposite extremes. That Rebbeleiz mechayev v'chatat. He says isul deraisa chayiv, you know chayiv mita if someone did this on Shabbos. And Rebbeleiz says it's completely mutar. And Rebbeleiz says it's v'loiv shita. In other words, generally when there's a machlok in the Gemara, there's some sort of scope here. In terms of, but with such a broad uh, extremes regarding this, Yerushalayim, the Gemara finds that a pillar. Okay, Rabbi Naimi, Bar Amar, Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, Kol Makom She'amru Lo Tetzer, 
Anytime it says you cannot go out, and if you go out, you be chayi b'chatat mi and matzoi, then it's asur al sefer b'chatat. So you're not allowed to wear it in the chatzir itself. Okay. Have a kol makom sh'amru lo tetzeh. Anytime it says you can cannot you cannot you cannot go to rishus rabim one of, with one of these things. The matzah inu chayi b'chatat, but it's actually only misad isum with the rabbanan. So you would be chayi b'chatat if you did it by mistake. Then we say um is. Uh, we said, you're allowed to go in the chatzer. In other words, that's the difference. That's the difference. So that kind of fits in with the, what we said in our Mishnah. That the kavul, it says, lo yetzel If you remember, that was that sort of that hat that she wore underneath her svacha. Okay? She can't wear it out in the Rosh but can, she, she can't wear it in the chatzer. However, as it says, if you have a look, Rabbah Bar Avin, we see actually later Mishnah, it says, Medina Markembe says, Bukavul Peonor, Nokrit, you can go to the Chatzer. But with the Kavul, which is this hat, and the Peonokrit, you can go out in the Chatzer. Now, Peonokrit, just before you get too excited, he's not exactly a Shaitel. Okay? A Peonokrit seemed to be either a, I think they're called hair fillers, I think it is. Or either a woman that has no hair, had it, that would be like a wig, or a hair filler where they get, um, where they got a, other person's hair and sort of insert it in the hair to make the hair look fuller. Okay, that's uh, that's what that's how the Mefarshim explain. We'll see it later on. The Kormaneda, Pinimosha, the Mefarshim Mishnah, the Batanura, all explain it kind of in that way. Okay. Okay. However, Abelai B'Shem, Rabbi Shimon Bar Chia says, "I feel because Shamer Lo Tetzev Imetzei Inu Chayav Chayav Tad Asura Latzev Olachatzer." He says, "No, you've got it wrong." In other words, if you're not allowed to take it, you know, if even if it's only Asumid the Rabbanan to wear, the Rabbim wouldn't be able to wear in the Chatzer. Okay, so then what do you do with this? Kavul and Peyanochrit. Why in the later Mishnah it says regarding those things you can wear in the Chatzar, but you can't wear Shasarabim? In other words, our default status is anything you're not allowed to wear in Shasarabim and Durabanan, you're also not allowed to wear in the Chatzar. Okay? However, there are a couple of things that Chachamim made as an ex- exception that there wouldn't be a Shalot, I think Tidvola, Ishalbala. In other words, that the woman, that we who don't want, we want the woman still to look respectable. We don't want to completely, even in a Chatzar, to take away all manners of her looking nice. Okay? Um, that's the idea. So that's the exception. Uh, Abri Rukhaim, he says, he says, uh, he says, I think we even say Nusham later on, but I'm not sure. Okay. And once again, the Imishum Gzer Gzera, what about your question again? Uh, we mentioned before Menachem, that what about, what isn't Gzer Gzera? You know, you know, you, what, again, what's Gzer Gzera? You might think, why can't I wear Nusha Sarabim? Because she might take it off and show it to her. Why can't I wear in the Chatzar? Because I might take it out to Yerusha Sarabim. Isn't that Exer Ligazera? The same type of thing. And once again, Reb Chaim says here, just like he said at the end of the year yesterday, it says, Chad Exerahi. It's simply one big Zera. When they made the Xera about not wearing Yerusha Sarabim, also applied to the Chatzar. It was one Xera. It wasn't Chad Shem Echad. It was all fashioned in the one time. Right? Um... What's interesting here, he says, even even a home might be a problem. Um, but uh, which is what we which is ah, that's what he's saying. Because in other words, the way we started this year, we said is that when it says um love show, if you remember, Reb Chaim understood that means love show the bite. And then the Gemara says, no, it's not, and then we saw in the beginning of this year today, when it's if it's if it's asul to send, it's even asul to wear. So Reb Chaim, because Reb Chaim says. It was about wearing at home. He understands that also all these kishushim would be asked not only to wear 
going out, not only where in the chatzar, but even in the house as well. Okay, so extends all across the whole thing. Um, let's continue. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, we did that. One second. Fine. What about the ish? Now, we've, till now, we're talking about women. We said that, the, we, we, was that a finger? No, sorry. I thought you were going to ask a question. We said before that the, we've been only discussing about women. Women that they can't go to Chatzar because, you know, they get they're proud, they're excited about their jewelry and the like, that they might actually show it to somebody else. Right? That's why. What about men? Would you say the same thing about men? Men aren't proud. They're not going to take the things off and show people. So the Gemara says, we can learn it from the following case. We find Rabban Gamliel, he came into the Chatzar with a golden key, which they would wear also around his neck for a Tachshit. And his friends told him off. Okay. So we see, can learn three things. I'm going to read it as follows. Like we have, and Reb Chaim reads it again a bit differently like the Rosh. It says, Hada Amra, that was Asur L'Shem Tachshit Asur. Something that's Asur L'Shem Tachshit would be Asur. But we see here, Hada Amra Asur L'Kach L'Kach. We see that even something that has functional purpose and is decorative, like a golden key, even then, because it can, is a Tachshit, is Asur as well. So we extend it to something that has two purposes. Hada Amra, we also see from here that it, it doesn't make a difference if it's an Isha or Isha. That, yes, we were talking about cases regarding a woman, regarding those pieces of jewellery, but if there are comparable cases for a man, the same thing would be the true as well. We're also cautious that a man might take it off and show body, show, show somebody. And not only that, because it was in the Chatzar, and you see, because this incident occurred in the Chatzar, we see that that just if anything's asked to take me to Rabbanan, into a Shasaramim, like a Tachit Shema, you'll take it off and show it to someone. It's also asked to wear in the Chatzar. That's the way, again, Reb Chaim explains, um, so that's the, the simple flow of the Yerushalmi here. The, the conclusion is, it makes no difference between man or woman. It, it makes no, it also, we see hachamor it is, if something's both decorative and functional, the zero of Tachshit applies. And finally, we also learn if you can't take it into the Rabbim in the Rabban, and you also can't wear it in a Chatzar, in the courtyard. The Rosh, however, um, for your benefit, is uh, Reb Chaim goes into it. He explains this to very differently, and Reb Chaim says it solves a lot of problems, but I'm not going into any details. In other words, the assumption was from this case, because it's us, because they rebuked him from wearing this key, therefore it is, uh, you know, it applies equally to man and woman. But the Gemara says, no, that's a something that's asui lakach This is a decorative piece that was decorative for both a man and a woman. So maybe it was only because this is a decorative piece for a woman as well. That's why they, that's why they told him off. But maybe it's different. Maybe if it's only a decorative piece exclusively for a man, maybe it wouldn't apply. So you can't bring a proof from that case. You, you mean for a woman because of Los Silbash? No, no, no. You can have certain decorative pieces that are both for man and woman. I don't know. Gold no, but that, then they wouldn't tell him off because it's Los Silbash. Gave no, 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 not because of that. Because it's something that's, that, something that's for both people. There's no Los Silbash. He's saying maybe they only told him It's off. very woke nowadays no, for no, both people. Now, um, so... Lots of, in other words, in other words, the Xera of Shema of, in other words, when they said that certain pieces of women jewelry is not okay because they might take it off, it applies to anything that, that even pieces of like decorative pieces that apply to both a man and a woman. Okay. Unisex type of jewelry that's not, without getting too excited. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, but then, but we don't necessarily know about that. You can't bring a proof in this case that it might maybe if there's something exclusively to a man. 
um, that would uh, that that may, maybe it doesn't apply. The Xerop doesn't apply. And the other things you can be much from the sugya. But I was told off for going over time, so let's. Um, I'll leave it for further study. The Rebbe Chaim goes into more detail in the Rosh um, later. Let's look at the next Mishnah. Now, a sandal masuma is a sandal, sandals is like a sandal shoe that has been reinforced with nails in it. So you can't go out with one of them on Shabbos. We'll discuss in the Gemara soon. Also, not wearing one. So, provided that um, as long as he doesn't have an injury in the leg that explains why he's going out with one shoe. Now, there can be different explanations. One, why? Because he can't go with one shoe. One explanation is that people might make fun of him and he'll end up carrying it, or they might assume that the other one's broken and he's carrying it. Different explanations for that. We'll see him. It's Hashem. Similarly, it says, Velo as in betfilin. Now, Reb Chaim says, even if you say Shabbat is matfilin, there's a concern that maybe he'll take it off if he needs to go to the bathroom and end up carrying Daladama. Okay? Rishas Sarabim. Similar, Velo Kemia is an amulet that used to have. And if it was, it used to have, they understood it had some sort of medicinal benefits for them. Okay? So it says, Velo is mancha in a If it was produced by someone who's not a mumcha that doesn't know how to do these things properly, then it's a masoi. Velo Shiraim is just like a chain mail. This is all armory. Velo is like a helmet. Magafaim is some sort of like armored boots, if you like. If he goes out, then it ain't a chatar. Okay, we'll have to discuss this and understand it. Let's look at the Gemara now. Why did they make Xero Sana Masumar? Now, you're more, probably more familiar with the story regarding, uh, which we'll see in a moment, that Pene Moshe says it even applies to these first two answers, but Reb Chaim doesn't. So, is it one understanding different? Because these seem to be sound like pretty scary boots. Okay, that they were one understanding is the head of it is a pointy or sharp or something like that. One understanding, and there was concern is that when if women, the pregnant women, saw things that were frightening, it could compromise their pregnancy. For we talk, we see this discussion about dogs, dogs barking, like. So it says one understanding would have been threatening for a woman. She'd see these boots, and then she'd like uh, it could be threatening. It could mepilotis miscarries. Okay, yes, remember that actually they forbid it because she'll shumot kolo mepilot. That the sound of the boots, like sound like troops marching or something like that, that itself would be mafchid and that could cause us to, to miscarry. However, yes, omrim that actually relates to the incident. I think you're familiar with. Okay, the that there was there was a time of shachman where they're hiding in a cave and they were learning there and the they heard there's two explanations. One is they heard either heard the sound of the boots themselves. And that were on top of the Ma'ara, and they assumed it was troops and soldiers, and they panicked, and then the stampede that people got killed. Now the understanding it wasn't the boots that caused the caused the the panic; it was just sounds of people outside that caused the panic. But the boots themselves in the stampede ended up killing people. That that's why they made Xero and Shabbos. You can't wear them. Okay. Um, again, Pemocha brings those two explanations and runs it through the sugya. Ruchaim doesn't. Okay. So the question is, my nafkabinehu. What's the nafkabin between these two two understandings? So as a hadusta. Um, what was a dusta? Sorry, let me just remember. Dusta is sandal amasumar aval enroshokhad. That's not pointed. Okay? So it's fashioned in a way that it's reinforced, but not a scary looking boot. Okay? Mad amar shiru otet otroshol mepilot. There will be mutar because it's not frightening anymore. Or mad amar shiru shomot kolom mepilot. Or shinkim zebezev. Or ginzebezev. This will be asur. However, if it's because of the sound it creates, and not, not the, the appearance of it, or the damaging nature of it in terms of its base, then it would still be asked. It doesn't matter what construction. 
And then the kids said, One second. This whole incident occurred in the time of the Shmad, when there was oppressive search situations. So Shatashmad's gone. Should be Mutarna. So he says, No, Law Ahmad Baitin will be tell. The problem is, is once Baitin institutes something, you need a Baitin to repeal that Takana. And since no Baitin came along later than it did repeal it, that's why the Takana still stands. Umara says, Me'ata, if the incident happened on Shabbat, and there were Metakana because that was a Shabbat thing, Me'ata feel Bechol. So, so why was it, Me'ata feel Bechol? Here, uh, it should be, uh, Reb Chaim says, Nigzo Shalol Leitzebe Sandal Masumar. Why didn't that make it Asu Bechol as well? Right? All these tan, all these, in other words, sorry, let me just go back again, because I'm getting confused with the Bavli in a second. The Bavli says it was, a, it ha- the answer to the Bavli, I think, from memory, is it happened on Shabbos, and the Gzer applied to Shabbos. So what the, the Yerushalmi is saying, he says, I don't, one second, I don't understand. Why is it only asul to go out with these shoes on Shabbat if all the reasons you've given me apply equally on Chol? Okay? So the Gemara says, it says, Love orche debar nashami have le tre sandalin chad lechol lechad shubta. Fascinating answer, the, the Yerushalmi says. It says people don't normally have two pairs of shoes. Okay. So therefore, if I'm making an ass on Shabbos, it legally applies during Chol. Okay. You, what you wear on Shabbos is what you drink in Chol. Okay. So let's continue. Tani, tala alav matlit milamata and mutar. If you put a matlit underneath it, some sort of cloth or padding underneath it, then it's mutar to wear these shoes. So Rav Yudin Barishmal says, have a shachaka. He had some sort of injury and he needed to wear the sun on the sumar, this reinforced shoes. And the Avdin Leiken, and what they do, because he had to wear up the Takana against wearing it, they also did this, they put this uh, matlit, this, um, uh, this cloth underneath it, to re- to, if you like, to, um, and, and that was enough to override the Takana. Okay, that's override, the Override, override, override the noise of the shoes. So not override the Takana, so I'm meaning, uh, I, I didn't say it right. Not override the Takana, but uh, that mean it, the Takana didn't apply in that situation. Okay, the noise, yeah. the force, whatever the impact was, the reason yeah. for, for uh, they made the, the shoes asur. Okay, yeah. Shkoyah. Shkoyah. Gold.